you've started a business yep. to make money. So you might as well make that money. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Molchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to continue our little saga of the book Fix This Next. If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, we've already kind of gave like a broad overview of the book. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's a book by author Mike Michalowicz. Who's awesome. He is (laughs) awesome. He does. He's, He's got a lot of books out there for entrepreneurs. The book Profit First is probably his most popular. So if you've heard of the book Profit First, same guy wrote that one. This one is called Fix This Next. And As soon as Scott read it, he was like, oh, dude, you got to read this. This is perfect. It goes right along with everything that we're doing. Because if you listen to our podcast for a while, we have our green growth method. And those are our steps that we take landscapers to, to, you know, take their business from where it is now to where they'd like it to go. And we were never able to put that out in like a step-by-step format. We had a very hard time making a linear path to helping landscapers because everyone's business is so different and everybody has different things going on. So that's where Fix This Next really worked just like hand in hand with it because Fix This Next, basically what it does is it helps you figure out what your business needs to fix next Mm -hmm. for the title. But it's a nice little assessment that you can do. So that way you're not trying to fix everything all at once in your business and you're not focusing on the things that are non-urgent at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Katie said, it just helps you pinpoint this thing and and know where to start because that's something we did. We just, well, I think this is the problem. I'm going to go do this and that didn't really fix our problem, you know, or I need to go do this and didn't really help anything. So that's where this book comes in play, especially the assessment. So if you haven't done that, definitely get yes. to our website and check it um, out. If you go to milliondollarlandscaper.com slash FTN, yep. you can take this assessment for completely free. And then we can get some resources to you on how to fix whatever problem it comes up with. Anyway, so last week we talked about sales. Because if you read the book, Mike Michalowicz outlines a business hierarchy of needs. And at the bottom of this triangle that he has for this hierarchy is sales. That makes sense. If you're not going to have a business, if you don't have sales. So first you've got to do sales. Well, now this week we're on to the next tier and the next tier is profit. So if you're making enough sales to keep your doors open and keep your business float, the next thing you need to look at is profitable. Is your business profitable? Because unfortunately, too many businesses out there have plenty of sales. We fell into this category 100%. You know, we're selling over a million dollars a year in revenue, but we weren't necessarily crazy profitable. (laughs) So unfortunately, this one sticks right in the heart. It does. It was was a hurt. This one hurt. Yeah. So we definitely are well aware of this tier of the triangle. But just to go through the book, the first thing that they talk about is debt eradication. Mm-hmm. And it, it's more than just like basically just paying off your debt, which well, we know we you need know to do. we all know we have to pay our bills. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to pay your bills. Yeah. And, <laughs> and 
you can actually break it down even further. So you can start looking at ways you can start cutting costs. If you need to. If yeah. you're flush, if this isn't what comes up yeah. with a problem, you know, no big deal. But if you take an assessment and it comes up that you need to work on your debt eradication, there are things you can do. Yeah. And like, just to kind of give you an example, we years ago, my dad got on this kick of just buying all these trees and, and shrubbery and stuff just to have it in our shop for like a nursery. Now, we didn't sell anything out of there except to our current customers. We didn't have like a nursery people yes, coming off the street. We basically hoarded plants and trees yes. to use on our jobs. Instead of getting them at a per job basis, mm -hmm. we had it all at the shop. Like at the yes. beginning of the season, we would get like a couple semi loads of stuff, trees, shrubs, all yep. that. And we kept it there at the shop. So yep. it all had to be watered, maintained, maintained, you know, fertilized, all that good stuff. And it kind of started at saving us at the beginning, but... Over time, you know, when you're buying hundreds of trees and, and you have all these trees there, you know, like Katie said, somebody has to maintain them. So we'd have to have, you know, a sprinkler system installed, which costs money. And then we started to, you know, come fall time, we'd have to put them all into we'd have mulch. We'd them in yep, for so, the winter. So they, could, they would survive the winter. And then springtime, you go remove that mulch. So we'd have four or five guys doing this, you know, for a day or two, whatever it was, to oh, heal yeah. everything when in. When I was at the shop, I would go out there, because sometimes in the summertime, you need to water more than once a day. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't overhead water yeah. when it's 95 degrees and sunny out. <laughs> and so we'd have soaker hoses laid out on stuff. We'd have all this, you know, luckily I was there to do it. Because I think the theory was, oh, I can buy a semi-load of plants cheaper yeah but 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 the big fat but is once you take into consideration all of the time and the people hours to maintain all of this yeah. stuff it, it really that cost is negligible or i it really ended up that we were in the hole yeah. it was costing us more yeah because then some of these trees would end up dying because we'd keep them for so long out of the ground oh, and things would eventually start or, to root through there because they were all bald and bird lab yeah, like yeah. if once you have those for a couple years because they don't sell for whatever reason then you're stuck with them because yep. they start to take root. Well, then my dad would, to get rid of them, would sell them like sell them what cheap. we paid for them or whatever. And I get doing that, but it wasn't making us money the way we thought we would, you know, so. Yeah, it was as, a failed experiment. Yeah. So, I mean, we did this for many, many years. Oh, yeah. You know, like it would work out if we had a huge project, you know, take on a new subdivision, had to put everything in, but they would get delivered directly to the job site and get put in. When they came to our shop, it didn't work yeah, out so for us. So the solution was we started ordering things and just having all the material shipped right to the job site. Yeah, the job site or of, the shop. Or yeah, to get delivered like the next day or whatever. But right, we didn't hoard. There was no more hoarding. Yeah. Basically, having a whole nursery mm -hmm. at the shop because, like you yeah. said, we didn't sell it to anybody. We didn't have yeah. like a commercial nursery going on or anything that we yeah. sold to the public. So. Yeah. So basically, just kind of look at things. You know what you can do to cut costs. You know. Do you need to have that brand new truck too? Is that's another thing? Like, do well, you this is one that's not real fun to talk about. No. But of course, of course, we all when we're getting the new truck, you want to have like all the cool blinky lights and mm. I don't know what else. All the bells and whistles. And I like air conditioned engines. seats. Those are amazing. But do you need that? No, probably yeah. not. Not saying you don't deserve no. to have a nice truck. And if you've got the money to have it, nice. go for it. But if it comes up that debt eradication is something that you need to work on, maybe you don't. Just, just your need to look tools. at it, consider. It. Yeah. <laughs> So the next one he talks about is called margin health. Yes. And this was one that we get pretty pumped up about oh. because way too many landscapers are not charging enough. So mm -hmm. this is definitely something in the green growth method. We've got a section all about knowing your numbers and mm -hmm. profitable pricing yep. because too many people sell themselves short by not knowing their numbers and not knowing how to estimate. There's no reason to not know how to estimate. There are systems out there. Yep. They are out there. And it's there not taking the material multiplied by two. No, not that. that's not a real system. <laughs> that's a little bit of just guessing. 
but we have spreadsheets and everything in our academy so you can input all of your numbers and then barf out what you need to make a profit. So this day and age when all this information is readily available, we have it for you. There is no reason to not be charging enough. And Mm -hmm. if you put in your numbers and you're like, holy crap, I can't charge that much. Well, then you (laughs) then you need to look at your business because either you're going to go under or there are things you can do. You can work on your overhead. There are adjustments that you can make if that number is scaring you. Mm -hmm. But you can't just avoid that number because you're afraid of it. Yeah. And this is something, too, I think people are like they start looking at it. They kind of get embarrassed by it, perhaps. A lot of times we go into business, we don't know everything about our numbers and stuff. So we just kind of play off everything. You're going to be just like figuring it out. If you're one, two years in, Mm -hmm. I fully get it. You're just kind of guessing right now. I totally understand that. But you need to be keeping the proper records that you need. So as you go along, you can start to use that data, Mm -hmm. use that information to be like, oh man, okay, here's what I've been paying for overhead. And here's what I've been paying for this. Nobody's going to have all that information right off the bat. It's going to be a little bit of educated guessing. As we're doing this business, we're seeing there's a lot of landscapers out there that do need to raise their prices. And first thing is, I can't do that. Well, you you can't afford not to do that either. You know, it's either that or you're going to be struggling forever. And that's not a good life to live. Trust us. No, you don't own your own business to struggle that much. Not saying business is easy and money just flown from the sky every day. But you opened your own business to be profitable. That is why you're here. I mean, nobody likes to say that like, oh, no, (laughs) I don't know. I think people get embarrassed, but no, but that's why you're here. You 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 started a business to make money. So you might as well make that money because that's what you're here for. Definitely look at your margin. Nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. Yeah. The next one's transaction frequency he talks about in there. And this is basically, you know, are you doing different jobs for clients over and over? Are you having repeatable business from customers? You can definitely market yourself to your past customers. Yeah. And then like as for land, um, lawn maintenance, for example, we're doing this every single week or whatever it is that you're doing out for the customer. So that's understandable. But for landscapers, sometimes they think, oh, that's, you know, I just did this landscape install. That's it. Well, is there things you can do to add on to that job or can you upsell stuff? For example, uh, if you install a hardscape patio can you go out and sell them pressure washing and sealing you know every couple of years mm-hmm. um you know or putting new poly sand or whatever it is are there things that you can do like i know for water features one of the things we'd always try to do when we're out there in springtime would be go out and do a spring startup fall shutdown you know just different ways of getting in front of that customer multiple times to try to increase your revenue because once they're their client they know your work they know how well you work so why don't we do our best to stay in front of them and, and keep pushing in more and more things yeah like scott said just try to upsell throw mm-hmm. things out and yep. even if you throw out a whole bunch of things and they can't afford it all right now well now you've planted those seeds in their mm-hmm. head the little ideas then maybe they'll want to have it break it up into a couple of year project My older sister, she had a landscaping company come out. They did a great job. She was happy with them. And they're like, oh, well, you know, got a little bit of wiggle left in your budget on the side of her house. She's got that brickwork with the Mm -hmm. trees and all that. That was something that she added on. And I think and they did it like the next season. She's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I really like that idea. I'll have you guys out next summer and we'll do that. And one easy thing to do is go out there and talk to the customer. Even if you go out there just to hey, I just in the neighborhood, just want to check out the patio, see how you're doing. And then, hey, did you ever think about this? Or have you thought about doing this? Just Mm -hmm. like he said, plant those seeds in their minds. You don't have to be, you know, a sleazy salesman on this either. So no, there's always ways to get out in front of that customer to try to, you know, get repeat business out of them. So just be on the lookout. Yep. So that's yeah, what you can do to increase your transaction frequency. That's the wording he uses in the book. 
And so the next one is profitable leverage. Mm -hmm. When you are using debt, are you using it to create predictable increased profits? Basically? Yeah, and this could be, you know, if you think you need to purchase a, you know, a new piece of equipment, you know, whatever, you think you need a mini skidster or a mini excavator, you know, is it something that you're taking on this debt? Is this something that can help you increase your revenue because you're able to do other projects Are you going to be now? using it enough to make it worth yeah. buying it versus renting it? Yeah, so it's one of the things you need to, to look at and, and do the numbers on to see, you know, if I do this, am I going to make more money here? Another one would be, uh, you know, when you're doing your advertising, Facebook ads or whatnot, you know, you're putting money out there. Well, you need to make sure you're getting a return on that money. So, oh, absolutely. Try to figure out how much it's costing you to get all of these mm -hmm. leads. Yeah, absolutely. So there's just different ways you can use that debt in a good way, but it's something you have to look at and you have to run the numbers on to be able to justify it. So yes, um, to me, the biggest one is just equipment. Looking at that is mm -hmm. whether it's worth it or not. So yeah, if you're going to take off the debt, yeah. make sure you make some money. Yep. All right. And the last one they have is cash reserves. Do you have mm -hmm. enough cash reserves to cover all your expenses for three months or longer? Three months is generally what I hear is like a yeah, good I've minimum, heard, three to six. Three to six is what I've heard. One of the things too is like people say, I, you know, I don't have that much to put away. Well, start just putting a little bit at a time away, you know. Whether Don't it's, not you know, put anything away yeah. just because you're like, well, I can't put, you know, too much away right now. Start yeah. small and go bucks, from there. Whatever it is, just start putting it away. Open another bank account for that and just start putting it in there, whatever it is. Yeah, um, squirrel it away so you can't yeah. see it and you kind of forget about it. Yeah, and not to promote Mike McCallis a lot, but like Katie said, the book Profit First kind of goes into this where you have different accounts and stuff. And it, it's a great system. It's just a way to put money away for this mm -hmm. or for that or, you know, for those three to six yeah. months. And I cannot stress enough, if you've listened to our podcast, you'll hear that we're sponsored by Cycle CPA. There is a reason why we partner with them. Yep. It's get yourself a good accountant to help with a lot of this. I cannot mm -hmm. stress enough how much a good accountant will help your life. Yep. We had a garbage accountant, garbage, <laughs> especially now after talking to some really good accountants. Mm -hmm. Why did we stick with someone that was garbage for so long? Well, we did because it's who your parents use and yep. who we've used forever. And your parents had been to their kids' open houses and stuff yep. like that. You get stuck in these little ruts. But mm -hmm. I cannot say enough for Cycle CPA. This is free advertisement for them. <laughs> and I wouldn't do that if I didn't believe in it. Yep. And I really like I don't want people to not have the information they need because once again, we're kind of back to this day and age. It's so much easier to get an accountant that is landscaping specific and someone who can help you with our bookkeeping. Back when we were fishing around for new accountants, it wasn't as easy. They didn't have everything online like they have right now. So if you are in the market, definitely hit up Carla at Cycle CPA and tell her we sent you. Well, on that note, if you're talking about this, as far as looking for an account, some of the things just to look for is an accountant that has like is a heart of the teacher. They need to be showing you this, you know, what these numbers mean. So don't be going to just the accountant just to have your taxes done at the end of the year and then here you go. You They're know, like, here, here's this big bundle of papers. Sign these Bye. papers, sign these numbers and give me my check. No, they need to be showing you what these numbers mean and, you know, looking yeah. at some of those numbers. And well, and Carla helps with cash flow forecasting yeah, so and important. all that. Yeah. You need somebody that understands it and can help you with it. If mm -hmm. you don't understand it yourself and don't know how to do it yourself, get help. Yeah. And yeah. just if it's one time just going through learning the profit and loss statement, going mm -hmm. through learning the balance sheet, cash flow. You know, That's right. We so, teach the basics of all this inside of the academy. That's yeah. why um, we have courses in there just on, like you said, reading P&L mm -hmm. and balance sheets and stuff like that. Because if you're going to own your own business, you've got to have like a baseline education mm -hmm. of like the air quotes business end of things. Yeah. It's not as sexy as the landscaping part. It's not <laughs> quite as fun. Honestly, most landscapers who start their own business, they're not, biz air quotes, 
business suit and tie desk number eight people. <laughs> we start these businesses because we like the landscape. Yeah. We totally understand. We did not know these things at first either. No, so. it's just it's just one of the things you need to learn. And having a good accountant that will help teach you this and show you these things is like Carla from Cycle CPA does. It's yes, it's, hit up Carla from Cycle CPA. And like I said, this is why. I love that Fix This Next offers a free assessment because you can go to Fix This Next, get a free assessment. Mm -hmm. And then if you use our links, then we will send you information you need to fix these things. Like all the things line up. If you're <laughs> feeling stuck, don't just feel stuck and don't stay stuck. I can't say it enough. Nope. The information is out there to help you get the help. Don't continue to struggle. Definitely go to our website, millionairelandscaper.com forward slash FTN and Check out the assessment. We have a free webinar you can sign up for. By if us you want to learn more yeah. about it, yeah, just watch the free webinar. Mm -hmm. And um, if you think you're interested, there is actually a free chapter of this book in our free version of the Academy. Go to okay. milliondollarlandscaper.com. You'll see we have a link on there to a free version of our Million Dollar Academy. Yep. It's where we keep all of our best freebies and giveaways and stuff that we want you guys to have access to for absolutely free. So there is a chapter of this book in there yep. if you feel yeah, like reading definitely, it. Definitely check it out. So. All right. Got anything else? I feel like I, I, I got a lot of... I don't know, like a, an accountant soapbox you did, there. You did a little bit. Well, right? but it's so I get worked up about it because we totally got screwed on it we and did. it makes me mad and I just don't want anyone else to go through it. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it, it just makes things twice as hard as it needs to be. If you have somebody that's teaching you and showing you and working with you, because a lot of accountants are historians. They just look at your past numbers and say, Here's mm -hmm. what you did. You didn't make any money this year. Or, that sucks. Yep, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and good luck next year. And that's it. No, that's. Yeah. That's, our account never did anything to help mm -hmm. us rectify yeah. any of the problems we were having. Like you said, we were talking about the cash flow forecasting. You're like, cash flow forecasting is so huge because, like, if you're thinking, well, I really need to hire that next person or I need to hire a bookkeeper. If you want to buy the truck that has the heated yeah. seats and the air conditioned yeah. seats, can you afford it? And that's this where all the cash, with that. Yeah. the cash flow forecast will tell you that. So it just go out, find a good accountant. Give us a call if you need to. Whatever it is, we'll yeah. help you. Hit us up or like I said, get a Carl at Cycle CPA. Tell her we sent you because it's really, yes, I got on that soapbox. Just, <laughs> it comes from a genuine place of not wanting anybody else to kind of went through the garbage we went through. Yep. All right. Got some questions for you today. All right. We'll wrap it up here with three questions. Let's go. All right. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Uh, probably, um, I'm probably doing it right now. I, <laughs> I try not to say um so much in the podcast, but I know that I do it quite a bit. I don't know what else I say too much. Maybe awesome sauce. Yeah. You, you get I, on these kicks with the, whatever the kids are saying. Too. Oh, well, I do that I to poke, poke at the children. Yeah. Yes, because kids call clothes drips or, or something like yeah, that. I don't yeah. know. Or they're drippy or new drips. And so I have been trying to insert <laughs> drip into conversation as much as possible. But that's just to get a reaction out of the yeah, children. Right. So, All right. What are you most excited about right now? I am most excited about, I'm actually getting really excited to go to the GIE. This is our first time attending as vendors. Scott has been in the past as just a patron, just mm -hmm. visiting. And so I'm actually excited to go and talk to everybody. I know I have mentioned on the podcast previously that I might get overwhelmed behind under the table. <laughs> if it's too many people, that could still happen. But I am genuinely looking forward to meeting anybody. So if you go and you're there, please come up and see us. I don't remember our 23105. Yep, Scott always remembers the booth number. <laughs> come and see us. Come and say hey. Let us know if you like the podcast, don't like it. There's something you'd love for us to talk about yep. that we haven't yet. Are you interested in even being on it? Let us know. Yeah, hit us up and let us know. But I am genuinely very excited to get down there. I think maybe that has a little bit to do with COVID. We haven't had much of a social life lately. Yeah, so I might just be excited to see people. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Last one. What happened on your worst date? 
on the worst date. Well, I mean, you might find it shocking that I didn't date a whole ton, but I did have people like I would just leave dates if I didn't like if like it you know like wasn't working out. I would be like, can you just take me home? And it wasn't necessarily something very horrible was happening, but it was just like, mm, yeah, I don't like you. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Not feeling it, and I wouldn't stick it out. I would just ask to be taken home. Um, I can see. It. Yeah, <laughs> you're a very direct person. I am direct, and <laughs> I like to be at home, and so I, I I don't have it in me to stick it out. If I'm like, ugh, this is not working, I would just. So I have more than once asked the person to just take me home because I I, did, I wasn't feeling it. So. Wow, I guess I got lucky, huh? Uh, yeah, it probably helps. Well, I knew you before we dated. We were friends. And so I already knew that I could at least tolerate you for a couple of hours. So that's all you get. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 